This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Whatever the only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. Okay, people, so what you just heard is a little sample of my new single coming out, my first official single in about three years now. It will be dropping August 8th. The time is now. The description below, I have the link so you can pre-save it, pre-order it, all of that good stuff. Again, August 8th, it will be released. I'll have links everywhere, this, that, and the third to let you guys know. I appreciate any and all support. In case you don't know, I've made music in the past, and music is my passion, and it's time to chase your dreams. The time is now. Thank you to everybody that supports and uh, we're going to jump into the news straight away. And unfortunately, it comes with a heavy heart that we got to start this off on a little bit of a somber note. But this is very important in case you haven't heard the artist behind the upcoming explosion. And I don't even want to say upcoming because it's been making so much noise for so many years now. But in case you haven't heard, uh, the artist of solo leveling has passed away and it kind of blew everyone away because just recently it was announced that solo leveling is getting an anime official announced and a lot of people were very excited and honestly it breaks my heart to hear this because this guy was on the verge of seeing his dreams come to fruition in all forms he was going to get his anime and all that stuff so to hear this it's um it's a big blow Let's read. Solo leveling manhwa artist Dubu passes away. Red Eye Studio announced on Monday that solo leveling manhwa artist Dubu, real name Jang Sung Rock, passed away on July 23rd due to a cerebral hemorrhage from chronic illness. A funeral service was held with family members and close friends. Dubu was the illustrator for the manhwa adaptation of author Chu Gong's solo leveling novel series. The manhwa launched on Webtoon services in March 2018 and ended in December 2021. Yem Press publishes the manhwa and original novel series in English. The series is getting an anime adaptation by A1 Pictures on Crunchyroll in 2023. Dubu was the CEO of Red Ice, a Korean studio that produced webtoon adaptations of novels. Yen Press provided an English translation of the obituary. On July 23rd, 2022, the artist of the solo leveling manhwa, Mr. Song Rock Jung, has passed away due to health issues. As his family wished, a small funeral was held at his mother's residence, attended by family and close friends. Mr. Jong had been struggling with a health condition for a long time and he passed away from cerebral hemorrhage stemming from his condition. We would like to thank the readers for all the love and support you've shown for Solo Leveling and we ask that everyone prays for Mr. Jong to rest in a better place. The staff of Solo Leveling and all of us at Red Eye Studio pray for Mr. Jong who's always held a deep love for his work and the readers. Respectfully Red Eye Studio. And yeah you know hearing this I guess on a little more of a serious tip it just 
really is once again another stark reminder that life is fragile life can go on the drop of a dime you know what i'm saying so definitely appreciate what you have in the moment appreciate who you have in the moment because it could be gone just like that and i hate to start this off on a sad note but um i heard about this earlier this week and it really broke me down because i was like wow I, I can't believe it this guy was just about to see his dreams unfold right in front of us and um yeah, he, we lost him. So rest in peace to Dubu. Condolences and prayers for all of his family. This was a tough one. I'm not going to lie. Okay, people, next up on a little bit more of a positive note. I know I started this off on a crazy sad thing, but on a positive note, Black Clover fans, Black Clover fans, the time is now. Black Clover just recently announced its return, and it will be returning officially on July 31st. However, fans couldn't wait because leaks and spoilers started to release, and I'm not even going to lie. I don't think I've ever seen Black Clover get this crazy amount of coverage this crazy amount of conversation going because the night that the spoilers dropped, Black Clover was trending worldwide. Black Clover spoilers was trending. And I, I'm just here like, holy cow, yo, world freaking wide. Like, I don't remember Black Clover ever trending worldwide to this degree. I think it has trended worldwide before, but this was an absolute insane thing of just fans going crazy, feeling happy and stuff like that because it has been three months. It has been a decent amount of time especially considering you know you're with a manga and especially being dedicated to a shonen jump series or a weekly series at that you stay with this series and it becomes a part of your routine and a part of your daily life of okay you know on this day i'm gonna read this and i'm gonna enjoy this so when you take that out of the equation kind of leaves a lot of people scrambling to a certain degree a little bit somber and sad so having it back blew the internet up it pretty much broke the internet so to speak because that's all i freaking saw on the timeline was black clover fans rejoicing and also with it we got a couple of comments from the creator of black clover yuki tabata on the final arc of black clover where it's all headed and um yeah i guess let's read after a three month long break we're pleased to announce black clover serialization is finally returning it was quite a break but i have done my best to exceed your expectations for this final arc from this point on asta and his friends will face even greater difficulties until they reach the magic emperor there's also an anime movie coming up in the future so i'll be doing my best not to be defeated by the harsh conditions of weekly serializations please give us your support thank you to all readers who have been patiently waiting even during this long hiatus Yuki Tabata and I want to take a little bit of a second to focus in on a line in here in particular where he says there's also an anime movie coming up in the future so I'll be doing my best not to be defeated by the harsh conditions of weekly serializations and we've heard about this too many times to the point of it is scary I'm not even gonna lie like me I would never at this point in my life I don't care whatever it is I would never do a weekly serialization in Shonen Jump my, if the opportunity arose I would look at it very carefully but more than likely if I had to live and work the same conditions as a man like Yuki Tabata, Kohei Horikoshi, Eichiro Oda I wouldn't do it I couldn't do it like physically I know that I feel physically cannot do that because I already be grinding hard like doing you know content and all of my side endeavors and projects keep me up late into the hours of the night on top of that I'm a single father so I know what it's like to be stressed the hell out and having an incredible workload but the way these manga authors speak on you know shonen jump and just in general working this weekly serialization process it sounds like hell and I, I could tell that based off of that alone Yuki Tabata is probably ready to 
bring this on home because you got to imagine, right? He just had three months of a break from what he's been doing for the last, what, seven years? Black Clover got like serialized in early 2015. He's been doing this for over seven years and then you get a three-month break. Let me tell you what happened because this is what happened with me when I stopped editing all of my videos. Occasionally, I still do edit my videos, but I used to for years upon years up until maybe like, I don't know, a couple years ago, I was editing all of my videos all the time. It was all me. The first, I don't know, 200 or 150 episodes of Forever News all me everything was me and you know what happened when I finally got an editor and started having other people edit the videos when it was time for me to start editing again like a couple videos ago for example it feels like a nightmare it's not the same process at all your mind gets detached from it your mind almost feels like it gets rewired so to speak like it feels like a living hell to edit a few minutes so going into this I could see that him breaking out of that schedule for the last three months and being free so to speak I'd imagine he just thinks of it as going back to war, going back to hell. Like for editing, and you know, editing is nowhere near close to task as you know, drawing and all that stuff. I look at it as, yo, this is war, baby. I'm, I'm strapping my boots on when it's time to edit a video. I couldn't imagine what it's like going back to a weekly serialization with editors breathing down your neck to get the chapters in on time, having to reach deadlines, criticism and backlash from the fans of, we don't like this, we don't like that. It is a living nightmare just the way I described that alone and it's probably 10 times more problems because Yuki Tabata is a married man with children or a child. I don't think he necessarily would prefer to be writing and drawing day in and day out 20 hours a day when his family is out there. So that's probably another layer on it. So when he says, I hope to not be defeated by the harsh conditions of weekly serialization, he means every word of that and probably then some of what he can't say. So um, I'm going to be rooting for Tabata. Of course, you already know over on the main channel we will be covering the chapters of black clover all of that good stuff until the bitter end we did it since 2015 on and off we're gonna keep on doing it yeah um godspeed to yuki tabata um I, I i can't even stress enough that i can only imagine what his mind is feeling like right now like you you'd imagine that growing up and loving shonen jump and loving manga in general you look at it as like oh that's the dream job to be able to do what i want to get paid for it but when you start realizing the cost that it takes on you mentally physically emotionally like imagine when those luciferal chapters dropped and people were bashing the crap out of tabata he's already probably malnourished all sorts of stuff working all of these crazy hours constantly out of time and then you got fans not even you know respecting his work fans dissing him fans shitting on him there's a difference between criticism and what was done to him during the luciferal stuff like criticism it's understandable like yo dog this ain't it whatnot they, they take it to different levels when it comes to trolling and bashing black clover and yuki tabata and this is a human being so just another harsh reminder stark reminder for fans that remember the people behind these things the people behind not even just manga cut the people behind your favorite social media accounts people behind all the things that you like on the internet are people there's people behind real blood you know flesh and blood people so just keep that in mind and once again ganbate kurasai tabata sensei you you got this dog you could do it and on top of that it's a little bit early because we won't have these weekly shonen jump author comments until next episode but tabata also spoke on the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh's passing and the big memorial issue we have that here so i figured let's uh, take a look at that one as well tabata sensei's comments on Yu-Gi-Oh manga cuff from weekly shonen jump issue number 35 i had the chance to meet Takahashi-san at an award ceremony. I pray for the happiness of soul in the next 
world and yeah we've been losing a lot of people you know the entertainment industry alone it's just been in the last couple weeks we lost the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh Kazuki Takahashi and then at the same time like we're speaking this episode we lost the artist of solo leveling Dubu um again rest in peace to all these people man it's been a tough time I'm not gonna lie we're in a we're in a very tough era in terms of the amount of losses we've been taking so yeah hunter hunter fans rejoice 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 because it seems all the memes must die all memes must die fam that sounds like a great album title yo whoever wants it it's yours all memes must die but big big news for hunter hunter because yoshihiro togashi the infamous author that is legendary for the breaks the hiatuses you know people refer to hunter hunter as hiatus x hiatus uh hiatus no more because over on twitter he has been giving updates on what's been going on with the manga every day he posts a new page from his manuscript it's usually the corner of the page with a couple of scribbles if i'm just being honest i think it was maybe a few days ago he posted a picture of he drew kurapika and he did draw like a or posted an old drawing of hiei from yu yu Hakusho, which i fanboyed the hell out over that one but ultimately fans really want to know yo what's going on what, what's happening here and we got a massive update it says here hunter hunter mangaka tagashi sensei has completed drawing the manuscript of the first set of new Ten chapters and further informs about working on the next set of 10. Pretty much Yoshihiro Tagashi confirmed chapter 391 has been completed and chapter 392 is progressing the same way. He confirmed yesterday he finished drafting all from 391 to 400 and is now posting images drafting from 401 to 410. So pretty much he is on his way to 20 chapters. He already got 10 chapters pretty much down packed and he's working on the next 10. So that that's great. That's automatically telling us we might have at the very least about 20 chapters of Hunter Hunter. So for fans that have lost hope in Tagashi for fans that have said Tagashi don't care it's over <laughs> me I'm fans I'm not gonna lie uh he still cares and he and he's working hard and it's kind of interesting I really would ideally hope because I know everybody believes every single word that comes out of the mangakas and Shueisha's mouths I don't um I really hope that that's a lie I really hope that what is happening here is he already completed all of this and he's just posting a page at a time and the reason why I hope that he's lying and all of this is just propaganda is so that Tagashi isn't overworking and over anxious because you got to imagine if the world is waiting on him he's been notorious for being on hiatus and breaks and whatnot if he is doing this live and every day doing a chapter and having to post up because it's already become like a ritual every night he posts up a new chapter or a new page from the chapter that, that that's too stressful for a man his age i'm gonna just keep it real i hope that this is all a lie he's already written 20 or 30 chapters and he's posting a page a day as they continue marketing until the reveal and the return of hunter hunter that's just me I, i'd prefer it that way that way the man himself like you know we always say that we care about these authors like most people say they do but they don't like no i i prefer it that way i was glad yuki tabata just had three months off i was glad Hiro oda just got a month break like i prefer that because regardless of what i don't care if you love the work that is great if you appreciate it changed your life saved your life that is great the person comes before all else. So I would rather that Tagashi's already done and he's relaxing somewhere. And this is just to market and promote the return of Hunter Hunter. That'd be better for me. Again, could be that is t telling the truth. And by all means, hey, if that is what it is, it is what it is. But I'd rather it that way. And 
I got a sneaky suspicion that maybe it is that way. I don't think Yoshihiro Tagashi would come out of a long-ass hiatus to jump on Twitter and post pages every day and put himself under all that pressure. On top of that, that his wife, even though he said in the past that he don't really like to get his wife involved in the stuff, but his wife is one of the most legendary mangaka of all time, the uh, creator of Sailor Moon. Like, yeah, I, I think he would have her helping him behind the scenes whatnot. I just don't feel like it would be even wise for, again, a man his age to put himself through that type of stress, to put himself through deadlines and stuff like that of every day I gotta get something done no Tagashi I hope you have it all done and you're playing us like a fiddle and I'd be fine with it because again one more time I care about the person behind the work I love Hunter Hunter I love Berserk I would have preferred that Kentaro Miura would have walked away from Berserk before passing away you know while creating something he loved so that's my stance on that shout out to Tagashi it seems as though at the very least we can confirm 20 chapters are coming which is about I'd argue about three volumes worth of material which I think is more than some of his other returns. I remember the return 2016 he had about like two volumes worth of work so seems like we might have about three unless it's like two big volumes of 10 chapters each that's possible as well but hopefully we could go for 30 and 40 and 50. Hopefully he has just a whole bunch of work. Hopefully Tagashi has been doing this all along during the pandemic. He's just been working and chilling at his crib and he has it all ready for us and again Shueisha's like how about we just market it like that. That'd be my take on it. That'd be my hopes for it because yeah, I don't want nothing to happen to Togashi. We're losing too many people. Like, long live one of the greatest mangaka ever, Yoshihiro Togashi Sensei. Ganbate kurasai. Dragon Ball fans, Dragon Ball Super fans, I have some news in case you've been wondering, in case you've been hoping, like, yo, when are they going to let us know that we can go and pre order tickets for the Dragon Ball Super Superhero film? I have come to tell you the movie is in 3D CG. <laughs> No, in all seriousness, uh, the tickets are up for pre-order now. I believe the movie comes out August 19th. Let, let's just quickly read so that we have full clarification. Dragon Ball Super Superhero tickets now on sale. New English dub trailer revealed at San Diego Comic-Con. Gather your energy because the time has come to secure an opening night spot for the release of Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Tickets are officially on sale for the film's release in the United States and Canada, as well as United Kingdom, Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand with Crunchyroll and Toei Animation debuting a brand new English dub trailer for the film during San Diego Comic-Con. Tickets for the film can now be purchased via Fandango in the US and Canada and on the global ticketing website in other English-speaking regions. With the anticipated movie set for more than 2,500 theaters across North America on August 19th in English subtitled and English dub formats. In addition, Dragon Ball Super Superhero will screen in select US-based IMAX theaters. Fans in attendance at San Diego Comic-Con were also treated to a new 20-minute exclusive look at the upcoming movie following a legendary panel in Hall H that featured Toshio Furukawa, the voice actor for Piccolo, Chris Sabat, the English voice actor for Piccolo, and producer Norihiro Hayashida. So if you're one of the people that is really excited and you're looking forward to it and you can't wait, you really want to see Dragon Ball Super Superhero, you want to make sure you get your tickets, pre-orders are now available again on Fandango and all other select locations. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm definitely going to watch this movie. It's a shame because, um, you know, everything I felt about it, and granted, I'm still a little more hype than I was like I saw things a friend of mine told me that he saw it and it was quite boo-boo and I trust that friend's opinion so I'm even more skeptical now but I'm definitely going to see it my whole family is excited to see it they said yeah it's not Dragon Ball but you know it'd be a good time so I'm gonna bring all my kiddos and we're gonna go and try and have a blast with it honestly I'm again going to try and make the best of this we know that you know the anime industry is changing a lot we know that 3D CGI is inevitable no matter how much we we cry and scream about it it seems to be closing in they 
are getting better at it and some of the visuals did look okay so i'm not going to completely crap all over it but we do know as well that you know it failed overseas miserably did like half of broly in the first month so there's that as well but hey you can pre-order your tickets now <laughs> No, seriously, I'm really going to try my best to enjoy this. And of course, over on the main channel on Forever World, we will have a full review of it when the film drops officially August 19th. But yeah, there it is. <laughs> my Hero Academia fans, we got a couple of pieces of news for the series. For starters, we got a new visual to commemorate and promote the upcoming new season six that is uh, debuting, I believe, October 1st. And I'm not going to lie, this visual looks pretty sick. Granted, you could definitely see what they're trying to do here. It's really sad and honestly, a little bit weird to me that at the end of the day for everything that has come out of japan from tentacles and all sorts of stuff they are really hell-bent on making the villains a small part of this whole thing and pushing the heroes because looking at this image now that i understand a little bit more about you know layout design and uh how colors really affect things looking at this they clearly put the villains and yes that's the type of color i guess you would put you know a darker tone on the top or whatnot but it almost feels like it's don't focus on the villains Look at the heroes. Oh, and those nasty villains are in the corner, but we don't really care about that because in case you don't know, that was one of the things that ruined season five of My Hero Academia. The fact that the villains was such a big deal in the manga and the anime rearranged things and pretty much downplayed the living crap out of what should have been the best arc of My Hero Academia. And while this poster is awesome, by no means am I discrediting the quality of this poster. I'm discrediting the marketing of this poster. I understand some people might not get what I'm trying to say here, but colors are very important impactful and all sorts whether it be a thumbnail a promotional poster or whatnot so when you look at this they make sure to make everything heroic stand out endeavor all of the heroes green red blue but they put in a little purple shade on the side the villains don't pay attention to them and honestly it's just kind of bizarre that like it's a battle manga they're literally villains you know that they're for the most part irredeemable like shigaraki wants to just make people crumble to dust like i don't understand what's the big deal of Hey, just give them the shine that they deserve. It kind of just feels a little weird to me. But again, solid poster all around. It's just I can see now marketing tricks and how they try to divert attention from certain aspects. And it's strange because it's My Hero Academia, heroes and villains. Like you can't have a hero story without villains. If not, it'll be Teen Titans Go. And does anybody want My Hero Academia Go? Like, no, right? But also on another note, definitely a little worrisome. And I'm going to be a little bit more on guard when it comes to things happening to our favorite creators and I'm going to call it out when I see it because you make enough noise, maybe you can make some change. And y'all already know that Weekly Shonen Jump is a very, very harsh working condition. Like we just, in this episode alone, you go to the Tabata, the Black Clover segment, we talked about him saying how harsh these conditions are of Weekly Serialization. And it was noted that this week's My Hero Academia chapter, number 361, was only 11 pages. And I believe the previous one was 13 pages. Hope Hodakoshi Sensei is doing better. Uh, I didn't know that. That Horikoshi was sick, but maybe he was under the weather. Um, or no, he took a break, but was it for physical conditions? I'm not sure, but either way, uh, that's worrisome. Like, if he's going from 13 to 11, that means that either he can't catch up because he's so far behind or he's not doing good. And with everything going on, there's so many authors in this episode alone we're going to be talking about that are either not doing good, you know, how we started this episode. Um, it's just a little worrisome. So, definitely sending much prayers, best wishes, all of that positive energy towards Kohei Horikoshi. We love your series and we want you to do better. 
better. I wish, why doesn't Jump give him a month off? Give him three months off. We're in the final stretch of My Hero, right? I get it. Probably he wants to get through it. But if Horikoshi is to the point of either not being able to catch up to the work or feeling under the weather, give him time off too. He deserves it. He's been carrying Jump for years upon years until the latest generation of like, you know, Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer. My Hero Academia was full-blown the new gen you know flagship title like it was one piece and then you know my hero there and then black clover on the side uh give him three months off he clearly needs it if he's only able to muster up 11 pages and the previous one was 13 something's wrong give him time off too kohei horikoshi is a goat we're in the final stretch anyway i don't know why they didn't give him time off unless it was tabata that specifically requested that time off or because of the negative backlash either way horikoshi deserves it and you know those three months i'm sure he'll work here and there either way because the, you can't stop some of these mangaka i got an interview that i'm going to be posting on my main channel well it'll probably be out by the time you guys see this of the author of one piece and detective conan them talking about like you know all of this type of situation so yeah again hearts go out to my hero academia's creator kohei horikoshi seems as though he might be not doing well or he might be falling behind schedule Give him a break, Jump. Give him a break. Everybody else gets a break. Give one of the other goats a break, too. Okay, people, next up is a little bit more of a controversial story, but I definitely wanted to cover it. The artist of Static, you may know him. He's probably one of the greatest and one of my favorite upcoming artists right now, Nicholas Draper Ivy. Um, he's just great. <laughs> Honestly, he did some character models and stuff for me in the past, and he's just freaking awesome. Well, recently, some stuff went down. He did a cover of, I believe it was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and I'm not going to lie it was a freaking beastly fire cover like i've never seen but the publishers decided to not credit him and that right there kind of got me even pissed off because for starters i'm cool with dude but above all else i was just kind of like how how do you do this like what the hell let's read over on twitter he said um idw publishing wtf see this is why I'm always in a bad mood. Imagine pouring your soul into a piece and they totally credit someone else for your work. It's not a, oh, they did art for issue thing either. They printed that out and I'm just looking at the cover right now and wow, I, I didn't know, wow. I, no, actually I'm lying. I've seen him post this if I'm not mistaken and I was flabbergasted that holy cow, one person was able to do this. It's, sometimes I, I'm so amazed at art that a lot of creators make that I'm like, how does a human do this? These are hands of a god you know what i'm saying so I, I was just flabbergasted to hear this he went on to say i worked so hard on this this just makes me not want to do covers for anyone else ever again i'm tired i went through the book and was like maybe they're saying that's who's doing interiors for that book that's not the case at all my name is nowhere to be found and bottom line idw publishing um y'all dead wrong on this one this is nasty y'all need to fix this y'all need to and i don't know as as a press time if they've responded to this or they've said anything but either way this is wrong this is flat out wrong artists that put their time passion and effort into things like this deserve their credit on top of that it's not even that they didn't credit him they credited somebody else for his hard work that is just flat out disgusting and wrong and this needs to be fixed asap i don't know if they can do a reissue of it i don't know if they whatever it is they need to make this right with him because first of all nick makes great work he's very humble he does his thing he don't bother nobody and on top of that this is wrong <laughs> yo this is just i can't even believe that this is actually a thing that they did like dog you have to put especially when it's something like that on that scale like you published a physical piece and 
you credit somebody else for his hard work not cool not cool at all highly 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 encourage if you do see this and idw publishing you need to do better you need to correct this immediately because not cool and um i'm a, I'm a bit disgusted with this one i'm gonna be real with you because again it's already bad enough to not credit somebody but then giving the credit to somebody else wow and I just felt like I had to cover this because for starters, Static alone, the comic, it looks like damn near manga or anime. It almost looks like a comic anime or something. Like he's just done such a unique, different style. And yeah, this Power Ranger cover is fire and he deserves his credit. Shout outs to you, Nick, over here on Forever News. You know, you're always welcome to come through. Um, anything you got to say, any message, uh, it will be heard. So yeah, just wanted to put this out there. Make sure at the end of the day too, for any artists that are working with any publishing companies, that you stay on top of things like this like this could have easily slipped by and nick could have just been like oh yeah yeah that work i did you know i'm on to the next because i'm sure he's like busy with 50 million projects i mean for starters working on static alone i'd imagine is a task so yeah stay on top of these things because it's not cool and you deserve your credit artists to me are some of the most gifted and special people and i don't like hearing this but i just felt like i had to bring this to you guys' attention idw publishing credits somebody else for this amazing power ranger cover and yeah not cool okay people next up stark and harsh reminder of what's happening to physical print because i always you know see this that and third about manga sales in fact i would say that 2020 because of what was going on with the world because everybody was locked in i've never seen like a skyrocket in all facets of manga sales physical manga sales especially in the west in particular were skyrocketed up through the roof and it seems as though that was probably again a isolated case because in 2020 you know everybody was really locked down as the years last couple of years have gone by people have been a little bit freed and it shows that that probably had an effect on manga sales because manga sales physically especially especially in Japan, are down and they're decreasing. According to this information we got courtesy of Manga Nimai, the total physical plus digital Japanese publishing market size for the first half of 2022, January to June, was estimated at 833.4 billion yen, a 3.5 decrease from the previous year. Physical decreased to 596.1 billion yen, about 7.5%, with books at 352.6 billion yen, minus 4.3%, and magazines minus 11.8 percent all major categories and books fell below the previous year for magazines monthly magazines including comics manga and mook and weekly magazines both are down by 12.8 percent from the previous year however the good news in this because yes it is bad and at the end of the day in case you don't see hello behind me i'm a massive fan of owning the physical i just like it like there's something very different of an experience of being able to flick through the pages and i know it sounds weird but smell the pages and whatnot i guess maybe that's like the old timer in me of like yo dog I, I like myself don't get me wrong i've become a lot more i've come around to the idea of digital manga like lately i've been catching up with the one punch man manga over on the jump app and i've been loving it like like, you know, the backlighting makes the pages look crisp and stuff like that. All of that good stuff, but owning physical is amazing to me. However, digital is on the rise. The market share for digital continues to grow to 28.5% of the total market size, an increase from 25.3% from last year. Digital manga now take up 88.4% of the digital market and 25.2% of the total market. So 25% of the total market is manga. Of books in general, 
25% of books is manga and 88% of the digital market is manga. So uh, while we're seeing the decrease, the decline, which it's to be expected during this digital era of physical media, the digitals is going up. So I don't want to necessarily even completely blame it on everybody, you know, binged into manga in 2020 and then completely fell off. Maybe that definitely plays a part, but it seems as though digital is increasing. And I guess to a certain degree, I can understand why that would happen. I mean, for starters, who wants to own, like, unless you're a collector like me that I love collecting stuff, who really wants to own a gajillion books, especially with long running series? Like one piece alone is a hundred volumes, a hundred. I don't even have all of One Piece books anymore like I don't I don't even have all of the One Piece books right now but like that shelf alone is just One Piece and that's only like uh, I'm missing a gajillion volumes at this point so I couldn't imagine having every freaking volume of One Piece every volume I have like every volume of Berserk where's my Berserk collection like my Berserk collection is oh right here like you can't see it but down there one of these whole things again is filled with Berserk so I understand where digital it's like hey it's all on this small device i have all of one piece all of berserk all of bleach naruto like so i understand that aspect of it but it, it's sad that honestly realistically speaking i don't know if it'll be in 20 years 30 years but physical books will be a uh, old thing of the past think vhs think eight track and it's pretty much going that way like even dvd and blu-ray ain't a thing anymore like they are so like I, I go sometimes shopping out you know like walmart's and stuff like that and i see that they are dropping the prices dramatically they're trying anything to get people to buy physical media because digital is on the rise with streaming apps and all of these things the shonen jump app you know the the streaming apps like anime and manga as physical media in general physical media as a whole i don't even want to just put it down to anime and manga is going to decline because it's just so much more convenient cheaper easier all of the above to go and go the digital route and it sucks because that means that eventually the physical market will be more of like a luxury thing like i wouldn't be surprised if 20 30 years from now it's like a luxury to have the physical volume the same way that like cds at this point is pretty much like a luxury thing like and they don't even really promote cds almost at all anymore it's like hey we got vinyls like hey look at this cool retro vinyl shit like they don't really even promote the cds and books and dvds and blu-rays are on that path as well and it, it's sad but this is a clear indication at the very least in japan the manga market physical going down but digital is thriving so take that as you will but that's the state of the manga market as it stands right now and it also makes sense right because like whenever we get these you know the top 50 best-selling manga of the week and all of that stuff i've noticed over the last couple years we went from a high of like all of these series from even the newbies of like Marshall and stuff like that doing like 100k first week to 60 50 like all across the board all of these things have been affected all of these manga and it's not just manga clearly it's um the whole industry so take that as you will but digital manga is the future and i'll be honest i'm not going to be mad about it either because at the end of the day well, it's the world 3d cg's taking over anime like we're going we're in a transitional era for entertainment i feel everything is moving over in a different direction anime is trying to go 3d books and you know physical media is going digital like that's the future okay next up in case you don't know recently there was an interview conducted between two of the most legendary mangaka that are still going Eichiro Oda creator of one piece and gosho aoyama creator of detective conan and they said a lot i'm not gonna lie and i'm gonna have a couple of pieces because it's a really long interview i think right now i have the audio at like 40 minutes i'm currently having it edited down a little bit but like yeah it's a ridiculous amount but here's some excerpts from it from some of the most interesting bits so you could take it in and be like oh 
this is what Oda feels like because Oda sounds like he that that jump spirit is truly within him for competitive nature while Gosho Aoyama the creator of Detective Conan is like you're you I am me on some zen stuff it's wild but here's a couple of clips from it that's why I always considered Detective Conan an enemy to me and thus didn't read it I even had thoughts such as I'll drag you down not joking, I used to think of you as an enemy until now. <laughs> Holy shit. Are there any highlights fans should be on the lookout for going forward? I have to draw a case where Rum once had both of his eyes, as well as how that connects to Akai Shuichi's father, Sutomu. Maybe that'll be interesting for readers. For me, this is tough to answer. There'll be lots for sure, but I want readers to be surprised, so I don't know if I should say it here. True. Well, for now, the past will be a big deal. Something once happened in the world during the Void Century, which will come to light soon and should prove both fun and interesting. What I find the most fun is when readers are enjoying themselves it's truly a ton of fun and while we're on the topic of one piece something that came out recently that i saw a little bit of backlash back and forth for the live action one piece netflix series they recently showed the casting for luffy when he was younger and it is this little boy right here which please be respectful in the comments you never know who's watching or whatnot and it's just not cool this is a kid at the end of the day apparently colton osorio will be playing young luffy and a lot of people are saying dog he don't look like luffy like i would argue the only problem i would have is that realistically he doesn't look too much like the other actor that's playing luffy you know in the current time like that's the only thing that he doesn't necessarily look too much like him but i ain't really mad at it at the end of the day he's not going to be in the series that long right he's like you know you're going to see flashbacks here and there a kid luffy with shanks and stuff like that but it's not going to be that big of a deal and yo they throwing in the diversity casting and it's not something outrageous to me like i think it's like hey it's okay it's a little kid he's getting his shot at doing something legendary this is going to change his life and who knows maybe it could be cool i mean the one piece live action so far hasn't shown anything that is like jarring or bad like the yu yu haka show live action looks like it's going to be a train wreck for the most part like i'm gonna have a little bit of faith but it looks like it's gonna be a train wreck this one doesn't seem that way at the very least for now and i'm fine with the casting i think it's, it's cool shout out to to this kid Colton Osorio um hopefully he does a good job with the acting like that's really what I'm going to focus on the most is that if he can do the role if he can take care of it if he could get it done properly then by all means this is Luffy it is what it is young Luffy but hopefully they set it up in a way where he does look more like the actor that's the only other issue that I have like I want him to look like you know how he's going to look when he gets older because again from this picture alone he doesn't necessarily look exactly like the actor that is playing you know teen luffy adult i want to say adult luffy but he's not really an adult you know what i mean but yeah let me know what you guys think do you feel like this young luffy this kid playing young luffy is going to be able to do it pull it off or moving forward undead on luck fans undead on luck fans it was looking horrendous for a bit i'm not even gonna lie i was worried i was skeptical what's happening with this one because in case you don't know undead on luck is a series that's been in jump for few years now it's been like what two years maybe over two years three years something like that it's been around for quite a bit and up until this point never really got honestly much promotion like I, I never really hear them push undead on luck all that much it was i think at the end of last year jump festa a lot of fans were holding out hoping that we was going to get an anime announcement nothing i got to the point when they announced that the final arc is incoming and hearing like 
damn, there's no, you know, Undead Unluck anime announcement. I lost hope. I'll be honest with you. I said, yo, they're going to really give us a low blow and announce at the end of the manga, yo, we got a live action coming, like how they did Bleach or something. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. I'm going to just be real. But it seems as though Jump has not given up on Undead Unluck, and they're continuing on in their model that we're going to get to in a second of what they've been doing the last couple years. But according to this, it says here, confirmed, Undead Unluck is getting a TV anime adaptation, the official announcement, and more will be coming soon but undead unluck is getting an anime people and what i was referring to a second ago regarding what they're doing is similar to what just happened with marshall they announced boom final arc and now we're getting an anime for it by a1 pictures it seems to be that's the route like i've been saying for a while now it seems as though they're looking more so towards the bag on the anime side of things on the licensing side of things opposed to focusing in on those manga sales it seems like they probably aren't making as much or they're making a lot more from other sides besides the manga and they're like yo end it as soon as possible so we could get an anime adaptation and continue it that way i mean for crying out loud demon slayer ended in 2020 and in 2022 we still got like three more seasons in the next few years or something like i don't even know it's a two three about two to three more seasons of demon slayer and the manga's been over and this is unheard of for jump their motto has always been hey if it's going to have an anime it has to have the manga continuing on to cross promote but I think they're just looking at it as with the United States and you know North America as a whole being and worldwide not even just I don't want to just say only North America India all over the place people are really riding with anime it's like they're looking at it well we don't need to focus on manga no more we could end these things and keep it going and it's sad because I love and you know we come from the era of Naruto 700 chapters one piece is still rolling in three generations later with 1054 chapters and stuff like that so i come from the era where you know i love the long runners and whatnot but it's starting to become a thing of the past which still a couple hundred chapters feels like a long runner but for the most part it looks like jump's aim and goal is end the manga now anime later because undead unluck is in its final arc and it's now about to get an anime probably has what few months left i'd imagine and then they're gonna end it so it is what it is but at the very least there's a silver lining that for people that wanted to get into undead unluck that never gave it a chance and they were waiting for the anime and just in general fans that i feel deserve it because all i've ever heard from people that i really trust their opinions is that undead unluck is amazingly slept on it is a great story a great series don't be fooled by the fan service in the first chapter like that is not really a thing and I remember I read about 25 chapters, I think, of it, and I loved what I read. It gets really interesting, really intricate, so dope stuff. Hopefully, they do it right, though. Hopefully, it's not, like, I don't know, what studio at this point would even take it that, that would be reputable and be able to do it? Like, let's cut the crap. Not Ufotable and not MAPPA. They're not doing it. They got too much on their place. If I'm wrong, then by all means, I'm wrong. I highly doubt it'll be those two. There's Bones, even though Bones is right now in the process of doing My Hero and Mob Psycho, but maybe Bones, uh, A1 is doing solo leveling and what's the other one Marshall hello uh so you know a one is a little bit right now restricted I don't know how much I would trust Shaft at this particular point being honest Cloverworks maybe yeah actually maybe Cloverworks uh yo if they go to Toei Animation or Studio Piro I don't even know like yo how would you feel if oh no but yes people undead unluck the anime incoming about to be crazy okay people just really quickly wanted to remind you in case you haven't hit that subscribe button hit that bell to get notified we drop for never news every saturday 12 p.m est over here on the official for never news channel i got you covered and then throughout the week for your convenience we also drop small segments from the episode for your viewing pleasure that way you could just jump straight into the episode and it's like okay boom small little mount get you going moving forward yikes 
people, yikes, this is not something you want to hear, especially for people that just recently started investing into reading this series. It's not good, but the writing started to become on the wall very clear. Because in case you don't know, there's a new manga that just debuted, I want to say maybe a month and a half ago, in Weekly Shonen Jump, known as Ruri Dragon. And it was actually picking up a bit of steam. Like, the author just opened up a Twitter account, an official Twitter account. Like, a lot of people were praising it, saying it's a little different and unique and all of that jazz. However, the author, very soon into serialization, I want to say after chapter 4, started getting sick and needing to take breaks. And it was kind of looking a little bit, you know, I guess you would say, messy so to speak because when you're a new serialization they don't even give you breaks for like the first year damn near like you're pretty much stuck to you gotta drop a chapter every week and with all of that I was worried about like how is this author gonna be able to do this if they're getting sick early on into serialization and everyone's worst fears came true because yeah it's let's read Ruri Dragon by Masaoki Shindo is entering an indefinite hiatus due to the mangaka's poor physical condition thank you for reading Ruri Dragon every week due to the poor physical condition of Masaoki Shindo Ruri Dragon will enter hiatus starting weekly Shonen Jump issue number 35 the series was already absent from weekly Shonen Jump issue number 33 and the editorial department looked for a way to create a substantial schedule while facing the mangaka's health condition but after various discussions with Masaoki Shindo it has been decided that it would be better for them to take a break to recover so the serialization continues in perfect conditions in the future we will inform of the series comeback and upcoming weekly Shonen Jump issues. We are very sorry to all readers who were looking forward to the series and kept sending comments and letters. We will do our best to bring back Ruri's daily life, so we would appreciate it if you would look over us in the future. We look forward to your continued support of Ruri Dragon, weekly Shonen Jump editorial department. So basically, it's going on a hiatus that is undetermined. It could be a month, it could be three months, they don't know, but essentially it's going on a hiatus. Thankfully, it wasn't given the axe. They didn't say, you know what, we just flat out canceled it they are planning on bringing it back and seemingly they're saying they're bringing it back to jump although i'd imagine it would make more sense depending on how severe this condition is if this author is like way too sick to do this and this is a more you know ongoing issue it might be better to put them in jump plus or one of their other publications because just being honest with you if this is something like the author world trigger for example where they're constantly getting sick you cannot keep up with the harsh conditions of weekly serialization, especially in something like Jump, um, in this fashion. You're going to have to take some type of change, and it really sucks. I can only imagine what Masaoki Shindo is feeling. You have your goals. Your dreams are right in front of you. Boom, they're coming along. And then this, you know what I'm saying? So my heart goes out to this author immensely. Like It really sucks to see your dreams right in front of you, to have them at your fingertips. You, you know, you just get started, and then boom, something like this happens. But Again, I'm going to be hopeful and I'm just thankful that jumped in and say, no, 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 it's done. It's over with. I think the fact that it got some type of acclaim and people were liking it from the jump is what probably helped to keep them from just completely saying, man, we're, we're out of here with that because there's already a fan base for this and it's only like a month worth of chapters in, but it is unfortunate and hopefully this author gets better. Hopefully this author uh, can return and chase after their dreams because I know what it's like to feel like your dreams are being you know swiped away and it's not a good feeling so my heart goes out to them get better masaoki shindo terrible terrible i, I and for all the fans that are reading it i know you're probably disappointed but absolutely you have to understand and please don't be nasty about it at all this is something serious if somebody is that sick that they have to pull the manga off at, at this stage and you know early in the game this is serious and 
yeah, again, best wishes. And hopefully, Rui Dragon will return to Shonen Jump soon. Jujutsu Kaisen fans, we got a little bit of a weird but fun and honestly a big update if you think about it for Jujutsu Kaisen. Because, yeah, they're making big moves. Despite the fact that, you know, the, the series is continuing on and still has weekly chapters coming out every week. They are not staying small. They are scaling the crap out of this series. Because according to this, Jujutsu Kaisen to arrive at Universal Studios Japan with special 4D episode. Universal Studios Japan announced on Monday that it would be incorporating the Jujutsu Kaisen anime into not one, but two attractions at the theme park this year. The first is Jujutsu Kaisen, the real 4D. This 4D cinema experience with all the usual wind in your face, sprays of water, and moving sets will feature an entirely original animation that is about 20 minutes long. The story is likewise completely new. Here's the official synopsis. A new branch of the the Jujutsu High School is opening in Osaka, Japan. As prospective students for this new school, you are invited to the groundbreaking ceremony for the school building. According to Kuroishi, the man claiming to be the principal of the Osaka branch, this new school will be established to train Jujutsu sorcerers in order to save people from the ever-increasing number of curses that have been inflicted upon them in recent years. There is something fishy going on here. Yuji, Megumi, and Obara have secretly infiltrated the ceremony, but just as the ceremony begins with, with great pomp, and circumstance, a terrible plot is revealed. The second Jujutsu themed attraction is a retooling of the roller coaster Hollywood Dream, the ride called Jujutsu X Hollywood Dream, the ride Kaikai Kitan. This roller coaster features an inbuilt sound system that allows each individual rider to pick from a selection of songs to ride to. For the Jujutsu Kaisen collaboration, the anime's theme song Kikai Kitan by Eve will be available for your listening enjoyment. And this is scheduled to run from September 16, 2022 to July 2nd, 2023. So if you want to get up in there and get on that Jujutsu Kaisen ride, you've got a little bit of time. And I'm not going to lie. My thing out of all of this is I wonder if we're going to be able to see this 20-minute episode. I mean, I get it. It's mainly made for this ride, which is kind of crazy that they're making original episodes for theme attract. Like, anime and manga has gotten so big, huh? Like, it, it's it's nuts. But yeah, that that's what I would want to see. Like, can we see this? This new Jujutsu school, this 20-minute episode? I'd imagine probably not until this thing is closed down that'll probably be completely exclusive and maybe after the fact we'll be able to see this episode because yeah it's been a while like how long has it been since Jujutsu Kaisen's anime has been over with I want to see some more not to mention if this was animated by Studio Mappa it's probably going to look good because yeah if they're putting this in a theme park attraction they probably want to make it look as beautiful as possible because this is supposed to bring people in to ride the Jujutsu Kaisen ride and watch this never before seen new fresh episode that I really want to see and if I go to Japan between now and then I'm gonna go watch that and I'm gonna go ride those rides even though I hate I'm not gonna lie I'm not a fan of roller coasters at all I get a little bit too a little bit squeamish if you know what I mean but yes for any Jujutsu Kaisen fans that were thinking about going to Japan Universal Studios over there there's a new Jujutsu Kaisen ride uh, two new rides and a new episode 40 episode and I'm mad that I can't see that yeah, well, maybe I can. I don't know. We'll see. Somebody bring me out to Japan. Bring me on tour or something. Dragon Quest fans. The Dragon Quest anime, to be precise. The Adventures of Die. Uh, it seems as though the anime is going way longer than I anticipated. I'll be honest with you. Personally, I forgot that this thing was still going. I thought that it already had wrapped up. And not by any means that I dislike it because I was watching it. And every now and then I jump back in and I watch a couple episodes. It's really good. But apparently, uh, Dragon Quest's anime, The Adventures of Die, will go over 100 episodes. 
soon. So even though it feels like, you know, the era of ongoing anime is over, at the very least, its adaptation of a classic is going for the long haul. Dragon Quest Adventure of Die animates who have 100 episodes. The official website for the new anime of Riku Sanjo and Koji Inada's Dragon Quest The Adventure of Die, Dragon Quest Die no Die Boken, manga announced on Friday that the anime will have 100 episodes. Series director Kazuya Karasawa made the announcement. The anime premiered in October 2020. Yeah, man, it's been forever. Crunchyroll and Hulu are streaming the anime as it airs. The show went on hiatus after Toei Animation hack in early March and aired its first new episode in six weeks on April 16th. So, yeah, I forgot they even had to take that break. It's madness. Singer-songwriter Mite no Hanashi, who did Peach Boy, Riverside's ending theme, is performing the show's new ending theme song, Tobutori wa The Flying Bird Is, which marked the show's entry into its seventh core quarter of a year in late April. Jesus, seven cores. The show aired its 87th episode on Saturday. Kazuya Karasawa, who did Dragon Ball's... Oh, he was the director of Dragon Ball Super, uh, as well as Dragon Ball Super Broly's. He did storyboards. He's going to be serving as director at Toei Animation, and that's really dope. Honestly, it sounds like they're doing a faithful adaptation for this one. Deserves nothing less. It's a classic. Dragon Quest was something that, especially back in the day, was big. I think the Avon spinoff manga is doing very well as well, and this is good, too, for some Something that is becoming a dying breed of long runners like y'all already know black clover got canceled at 170 and that was it or you know stop not canceled i'm sorry people hate that word you know they, they put the black clover anime on hiatus after episode 170 a lot of long runners are down it's like one piece detective conan and boruto so the fact that this is a reminder well dragon quest has been ongoing and it'll go to the 100 episode mark that's really good not to mention again seemingly they've been doing a faithful adaptation of it which is a blessing because you, you already know especially when they return with stuff there's times where they could make a huge miss and dragon quest doesn't deserve that because from what i've seen I, I don't even know i'm like wait 20 30 episodes in it's really good and it will have over 100 episodes yeah okay next up people this right here gets me upset this right here gets me a little mad because what the heck i think oftentimes a lot of these corporations a lot of these entities that license manga and anime should do more due diligence beforehand i think that they're not doing their homework before they license things or they're running away from any sort of backlash because censorship is getting out of hand censorship is right now being way too dominant and on top of that a lot of these foreign licensors are taking way too many liberties like you license these things you're supposed to do x y and z you're not supposed to put your own little touches on it you're not supposed to put your hands in it like we've been hearing constant things of hey they're censoring dialogue they're changing dialogue and that's not your job your job is to put from point a to point b in the best translation possible that's it not go in and yeah we got to get rid of this and that and the third but this right here takes the cake on oh my god we're in a very very dark time where censorship is becoming beyond outrageous yeah let, let's just read according to annie news and facts the censorship in square enix's manga up app is so absurd and hilarious manga up is a recently launched english manga reading service launched by square enix two days ago and i'm just looking at some of these pieces as what are they doing like there there's also different levels of censorship right like there's censorship where they don't completely show something there's censorship where they take you know little liberties and paint over things but right here they're literally pulling what the only thing i can remember off the top of my head was like terraform mars where they're literally just putting black 
boxes on top of manga panels to cover certain things like this character right here where she's showing clearly it's fan service it's a fan service character and they put a black box over her chest like what the hell don't get me wrong i get it where hey you don't but then you don't license this period if if this is too outrageous to be selling you don't license it and there's other areas where they put like a black box down there like this is something else like just throwing black boxes everywhere that's straight up what ruined the terraformars anime and we're going down a dark slippery slope i've heard that if i'm not mistaken and don't quote me on this netflix has been retroactively going in and censoring and changing certain things from certain episodes of series like stranger things to basically censor and remove stuff that is deemed inappropriate and that's outrageous like pretty much things that you experience beforehand when you go back to experience them might not be the same because now a lot of these liberties are being taken but this is i don't even know like square enix get your shit together this is not your job to throw black boxes if you have a problem with what you're licensing then maybe you shouldn't license it or maybe you should talk to these and i don't know if the creators are giving them the blessing to do this i don't know if the japanese publishers are saying yeah by all means do this but what what the hell like flat out this is not the, the move this is not the wave at all either don't license it or something's got to give because this is not cool this type of censorship is just it's garbage like there's certain instances where it's a slippery slope for me like uh there was one in particular with i forget is the new series from the creator of to love rue you could argue a case for that's kind of gross i don't want to see that type of stuff so there's arguments to be had there but this i don't know it just seems outrageous and the type of censorship like not even just you know like hey let's erase certain body parts or something or let's cover up like they just here's a black box there you go and for people that are buying this like i won't buy it i'm not gonna lie like if i come across a manga that i'm going to buy and i see shit like this in the manga black boxes covering things and stuff i'm not buying it and it has nothing to do with oh i need to see the fan service trust me that's not my bag at all it's just what the hell this is not not worth your money don't buy shit like that don't support shit like that because you support stuff like that they're gonna take it steps further and further and this is horrible this is no don't don't support that and i get it everybody gotta eat i understand completely so it's not that i'm trying to be hurtful towards the people that are you know in production and the people working behind it but when you're making moves like this we can't accept that because what's next you know what i'm saying we're gonna remove fighting moves like hey the kamehameha is too controversial we gotta remove it from every episode of dragon ball moving forward like no like that that's where it could end that that's definitely where it could go where oh that attack was too you know brutal we gotta remove that oh those lines of dialogue we gotta get rid of that and it'll get worse and worse i'm noticing as anime and manga is continuing to expand and become larger than life globally these are the problems that we're facing more and more and yeah strap up your boots kids because it's going to get worse i i, I have no doubt in my mind if they're trying to pull shit like this now how much worse it's going to get time will tell but i could tell you that it's going to get bad don't support shit like this because we'll get more and more and it'll go down a dangerous route where whole entire series will not exist or won't be able to be published anywhere because of shit like this. And to be honest with you, I'd prefer if you're not going to do it right, leave it over there and let fans do what they will. That's just my take. I know it is what it is. There's people that work hard, but those are terrible decisions and it'll lead to affecting other stuff like maybe i don't care necessarily about those series to be like oh my god i just want it or whatever but like imagine one piece imagine you're reading a chapter of one piece and all of a sudden there's black boxes everywhere nami is at or robin or usopp's nose or some fucking crazy shit like you just never know how far they could take it don't support this one last
last time. I know I said that a bunch of times, but that's garbage. Absolute garbage, and I don't care. I stand on that. <laughs> Toriko fans, all of you out there, Toriko fans, well, you, you probably thought we were never going to hear anything else from the series because, to be honest with you, towards the end of Toriko's run, it felt like Shueisha completely abandoned and dropped it. Considering Toriko started off where we had crossovers with One Piece, we had like multiple crossovers with One Piece, we had that huge special that I still to this day don't understand. Like, yo, they really wanted to make Toriko that next big thing, and they, they gave it their all of Dragon Ball, One Piece, and Toriko all together, big anime TV special. They did that, they did the works to make Toriko pop and then towards the end they got a rushed ending a lot of fans were dissatisfied with how they wrapped it up they said it was supposed to go a lot longer and they cut it short so I thought honestly they were going to just bury Toriko I thought it was going to be one of those things where you know about Toriko but it's never going to get any love but they haven't completely forgot about it seemingly according to this it says Toriko's 15th anniversary key visual the series is set to release news and plans in 2023 and it's of Toriko and Kamatsu yes I do remember Kamatsu I, I read what 100 chapters of Toriko back in the day and I watched like the first 50 episodes of the anime I, I did my Toriko the best I could honestly even from this 15th anniversary thing and them cook I wouldn't be surprised if it's like they're gonna I don't know put out some Toriko snack wraps or something like that like yo Kamatsu's Takayuki or whatever that shit is pronounced like that that's probably what they're gonna do with it I don't see them doing anything major I doubt we're gonna get any big anime episode if I'm wrong by golly that'd be great I know fans would love more Toriko but I don't see them doing any more anime maybe the author might do a special chapter y'all know he tried to return with what was it build kings and that didn't do well and got canceled so who knows what the future holds but i'm not going to hold my breath on this being anything substantial that is going to make like former toriko manga readers or anime watchers go like yeah it's probably going to be something small like hey they're opening up a toriko style restaurant in tokyo or something like that which that's still dope for the franchise but it realistically does nothing for fans that want more toriko and a lot of people really love toriko that had a solid fan base despite the fact that it never really caught on like in a major way like i never really got into toriko like that despite the fact again i read 100 chapters and watched like 50 episodes it never really latched me because i just never could get over the idea of they're fighting to the death over food i know that sounds sacrilegious to toriko fans there's a lot more to it but the the whole premise just really was something that stopped me but either way there's a 15th anniversary plan uh with news and all sorts of stuff for 2023 yo give elisa i don't know uh OVA or something a couple of OVAs something like that that'd be kind of neat but yeah I wouldn't hold my breath Toriko fans on them doing anything substantial I mean there's a possibility but considering the fact that Toriko never became what they really wanted it to become yeah take this with a grain of salt of anything other than you know restaurants and snacks and stuff like that considering Toriko is like kind of food based I get it is more than just food in there but you know what I mean Saint Seiya fans Saint Seiya fans that want more of the 3D CG although to be fair taking a look at this 3D CG that they did with Saint Seiya it's actually pretty decent stuff and we got some news here here's the exact time Saint Seiya Knights of the Zodiac Battle for Sanctuary begins the saga of Masami Kuramata Saint Seiya is about to return to the screen and we now have the exact time for the debut of Saint Seiya Knights of the Zodiac Battle for Sanctuary the first two episodes will launch together on July 31st at 1 p.m. Pacific time best of all the series will debut as sub and dub episodes on the same day this includes the English and Spanish dub versions day and date with the subtitle premiere and it just gives you an idea of okay boom this is when it's coming out so and it says the first Saint Seiya Knights of the Zodiac series 
series premiered on Netflix between 2019 and 2020, adapting the Galaxian Wars, Black Knights, and Silver Saints arcs, and the series, of course, yada yada. And so basically, I, I'd imagine they put this on pause. Probably that was when the pandemic hit, so they had to stop. And I'm not gonna hate on this. I ain't gonna lie. Like, yo, y'all know me. I'm I've pretty much gained a reputation at this point for being like a 3D CG hater. But this 3D CG doesn't look too bad to me. And maybe I might be off on this. And maybe it's because I'm not the most hardcore Saint Seiya fan. I really like Saint Seiya. I respect Saint Seiya for everything it done. You know, it's like a grandfather. It's pretty much like a Dragon Ball to a lot of Shonen Battle series. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think the CG doesn't look that bad. This 3D based on this poster anyway. But for people that were keeping up with this series, Saint Seiya Knights of the Zodiac, it's returning for more. And yeah, you'll have English sub and dub. And again, I'm not the biggest Saint Seiya fan, but I might actually give this one a shot. I don't know. This just seems really cool and interesting. And once again, another stark reminder for people that don't know, anime and animation is slowly but surely heading to complete 3D CG. I've mentioned, I don't know, over the last few months how many things from Slam Dunk to Trigun to Dragon Ball Super Superheroes to this. Like, there's a lot of 3D CG going around and it's going to keep on progressively getting worse, I guess you would say. Although, again, I don't want to hate on this. I don't know. It's just... It looks cool. Maybe that's just me. Let me know what you think. Does this look high? Next up, let's jump into the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Jose underscore K. Places 50 through 41. For starters, okay, boom, at number 47, record of Ragnarok, another 14,000 for falling 15. Then coming in at number 43, Martial Magic and Muscles. In 14 days, 79,000. Again, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You can see that there's a decrease in sales. I remember when Marshall did 91. I think it was almost 91 exactly that it did week one. In 14 days, doing 79. I think once the anime comes, it's going to go through the roof. I have a sneaky suspicion that Marshall is going to be huge. It just, it has all the ingredients for it. It's hilarious. It has action. It has everything. It's like One Punch Man, but its own twist of One Punch Man and Harry Potter. And still, 80,000 in two weeks is not bad at all by any means, especially considering the competition. So shout outs to Marshall. Then places 40 through 31. We got at number 35, Goodbye Eddie in 14 days, 74,000 for a one shot. This is why I almost have no doubt in my mind that majority of, if not all, of Tatsuki Fujimoto's works are going to be animated at some given point. We already know Chainsaw Man confirmed whenever MAPPA decides to give us that. We're getting Chainsaw Man. I'm almost certain that Fire punch is going to get an anime adaptation i've heard rumors for a while maybe it's in production hell or something i don't know but i'm almost certain fire punch is going to get one and i wouldn't be surprised if they start doing whether it be films or stuff like that which that would be genius i'll be honest with you a film of goodbye eddie would be huge a film of look back would be huge like there is a lot of potential for these one shots to do big things and right now fujimoto's name Prince Money, like, yo, 74,000 copies in two weeks of a one-shot. I repeat, a one-shot, not an ongoing series. It's all based off of, yo, that Fujimoto could write. Let's check this shit out. Fire. Then at number 33 and 31, respectively, Spy Family, Volumes 3 and 2, still making waves. Then places 30 through 21, Kingdom in... Damn, it's been out for a minute. Almost 600,000 for volume 65. I don't know. I really like that cover. That's really dope. And for the millionth time I've said throughout the last decade, oh, I need to read more Kingdom Lads. Then at number 29, Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest, volume 12. 
in 10 days, 38,000. That's not that bad, 40,000. And when that anime comes, it's going to boost it to hell as well. I think a lot of fairy tale fans don't know what that is. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, if you don't know, if you're a fairy tale fan and you're watching this right now, in case you don't know, fairy tale 100 years quest is literally fairy tale continued. It's literally the exact fairy tale, better quality, mind you, better written, in my opinion, from what I've read. Better quality written, but it's fairy tale continued. It's not Sue, Urza, Grey, Lucy, all of them. They're just hunting dragons. That's literally the difference, that they have a different objective, but it's all about hunting dragons, and it's really good from what I read. We got that Kimetsu Gakuen. Yo, <laughs> Koyuharu Gotoge be eating, dog. I know that they're not the one doing this manga, but I'd imagine they get some type of profit off of it. Then you got Spy Family from places 27 to 22, occupying all those spots. So, yo, that's Spy Family family anime did its work it did its job because yeah spy family would sell really well each volume that came out but these back volumes aren't really slowing down they're selling like hotcakes and it's like yo 2 million 1.7 1.9 2.2 1 1.5 like it's doing big numbers then places 20 through 11 let's see here we've got more spy family at 18 oh we got hajime no ippo in three days 27,000 and oh my god is that Ma mashiba oh my god i'm getting bad with the names i think that's mashiba looking glorious i would love to own that volume and that's volume 135 shout outs to george morikawa goat always continuing on with his amazing boxing series then at number 12 tokyo avengers volume 28 30,000 this week bringing its total to 753,000 not too shabby not too shabby and then top 10 top 10 we got at number eight dr stone's final volume in 14 weeks 193,000 not bad at all 200,000 pretty much in two weeks that's great especially considering it's over uh, number six blue lock oh a new volume of blue lock Forty-five thousand in three days great stuff and number four kaiju number eight volume seven uh almost four hundred thousand in two weeks man kaiju number eight's explosion has just been unfreaking real uh number three my hero academia volume 35 472,000 total in 14 days that's a little bit lower than the previous volume if i'm not mistaken but it's still smash up numbers plus ultra numbers if i do say so myself i know that was corny and then at number one another volume of the slime series in 11 days so in its second week topping the charts again 357,000 total 103,000 this week that slime series is freaking popular as hell holy shit yeah, people, those were the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Joe's underscore K. Okay, people, and let's close this episode out with the Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments, courtesy of Shueisha Shonen Jump and, of course, Joe's underscore K. For starters, let's start off with Shonen Jump's author comments. We got Oda at the top, and I believe this is the tribute to the Yu-Gi-Oh! author's passing, these comments, so we're going to get a lot of those. Uh, Oda started off with, Yu-Gi-Oh! is a revolution of manga. Fans will always continue to have fun in the world that Takahashi created. Rest in peace. Yeah, that's sad. Honestly, you know what? I'm just going to read all of them. We got Shun Saeki, who does Shokugeki no Sanji. I loved Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm so very sad. Rest in peace, Kazuki Takahashi-sensei. Kohei Horikoshi, author of My Hero. I'm in shock. Rest in peace, Takahashi-sensei. Author of Martial Magic and Muscles, Hajime Komodo. I played Yu-Gi-Oh! constantly when I was a child. I truly hope that his journey is a peaceful one. Uh, Sakamoto Days. 
I was obsessed with gathering Yu-Gi-Oh cards as a child. Takahashi Sensei, rest in peace. Rui Dragon, Takahashi Sensei, rest in peace. I'm sorry for taking so many breaks, man. You could just see that on a side note. Rui Dragon's altar is destroyed by what's happening. Uh, Akanebanashi, I was a Yu-Gi-Oh first generation fan. Me too! I have so many memories. Rest in peace, Takahashi Sensei. Super smartphone, I made my own Yu-Gi-Oh cards when I was a child. Rest in peace. P-P-P-P-P. Thank you for the wonderful work that was beloved by Gen generations of readers rest in peace takahashi sensei earth child i made many friends through Yu-Gi-Oh throughout my childhood rest in peace big fact shout outs to luciano and john pierre wherever y'all at we had a lot of great memories and all my people's dog wow shokugeki no sanji yuto sukuda i respect from the bottom of my heart such a great work of art that has been loved by many generations of fans rest in peace kazuki takahashi sensei blue box I communicated with my older brother through Yu-Gi-Oh when I was a child. Rest in peace. The Elusive Samurai. This week is filled with feelings of loss to the great giants. My condolences from the bottom of my heart. Witch Watch. I was lost for words at the sudden news. Kazuki Takahashi Sensei, rest in peace. Me and Roboko. There was adults intently playing Yu-Gi-Oh at Shimo Kitakazawa the other day. Rest in peace. Uh, Alien Area is one of the greatest manga. With all respect to his great work, I would like to express my heartfelt condolences. Uh, high School Family, I'm so sad. I have so many memories of Yu-Gi-Oh. Rest in peace, Takahashi Sensei. Undead Unluck, with strength and solidarity in my heart, I will continue to draw manga. Rest in peace. And Doran Dororan, I was delighted by such a wonderful manga. Rest in peace, Takahashi Sensei. Ooh, I ain't gonna lie. Reading all of those got me real freaking emotional right now. Um, Once again, to the legend, to the man that crafted a large piece of my my childhood um rest in peace kazuki takahashi you will forever be missed you changed the world literally and then on the weekly shonen magazine side of things we got muneyuki kaneshiro author of blue lock blue eyes white dragon will always be my god uh tokyo avengers oh that's the spinoff about baji to be published in Shonen Magazine, the same magazine I've been reading since I was a kid, brings me immense happiness. I'm bringing my best to the table, so please give this a read. Hiromashima, Eden Zero, Fairy Tale. We're doing a fan event for the first time in a while. Look forward to your support, everyone. Shoutouts to Hiromashima. Always, forever, shoutouts to Hiro. Uh, Ken Wakui, author of Tokyo Avengers. Two of my sons are hooked on the Pokemon card game, so we've been going to the Pokemon Center a lot lately. That's amazing to hear. I love taking my nephew to go get Pokemon cards. He loves them. Uh, Kei Urana, author of Gachi Aquita. My assistant lost their glasses, got depressed when their data for what they drew got deleted too. Funny, but talk about overkill. Yo, dog, have a little bit of sympathy, dog. Goddamn, where's the empathy? Negi Haraba, author Ranger Reject. Despite installing air conditioning in my room, my feet still get hot upon entry. Nakaba Suzuki, author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse, Seven Nilly Sins. I saw Ushikubi Muda. The included commentary was super interesting. And last but not least, Yoshitoki Oima, author of To Your Eternity. I've been looking for a game similar to the Konbini for a long while, but thank goodness Kadosoft put out one. And yeah, those are the author comments of Weekly Shonen Magazine. It seems as though only the author of Blue Lock wanted to put condolences to Yu-Gi-Oh's um, mangaka, but... Either way, shoutouts to all those authors. Uh, we've been losing a lot of people. I've said that throughout this episode. It almost feels like this was an episode filled with joy and loss. But that's all I have for this one. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know anything you want in future episodes that I should include. Um, I'm from Neverworld, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga. Life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace in. And you guys just watched another episode of... Whatever it is. Have an awesome day. Oh, you should totally like subscribe. <laughs>